0: Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Road Trip Playlist podcast. My guest this week is Bailey Bryan. Bailey has been in the music industry since she was a teenager. She has been praised by just about every outlet, Rolling Stone, Billboard, The New York Times, and more. I first discovered Bailey with her debut single, Own It, and have been a fan ever since. This year, Bailey was named a People Magazine's Artist to Watch in 2021. I loved our conversation. We talk about breakups, how a viral TikTok pushed her song, Play With Me, into the top 70 on the charts, and we also talked about her upcoming Fresh Start EP. All of this and more after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, can you hear me?
1: Hello? Yeah, how are
0: hi. You, good, Bailey, how are you? how are you? I'm great. It's so good to have you on, um, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was listening. Your, your, your newest song, Play With Me, has become a little bit of an anthem from TikTok to a bunch of different things, which I'll tell you about. But yesterday with all the stock market stuff, I was really, it became an anthem for me to just ride the wave. And so...
1: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's, you know, that's what I really wanted for the song. I wanted it to become a stock market anthem.
0: <laughs> Everything should be a stock market anthem after yesterday. What a crazy day. And I had no idea what I'm doing. I just heard all these people saying "hold" and do all these things. I don't even know why I'm talking about this with you. I wasn't prepared to, but thought of it. As-
1: I'm the worst person to talk to it about, but go off.
0: <laughs> well, well, what I do want to talk about, I want to talk about the line, and and I know that you know it, and it's just I swear you have a radar that goes off when I start moving on.
1: <laughs> literally, like the craziest thing for me is when I wrote it. I literally wrote it because, like, I got a "you up" text from uh-huh. a dude that, like. <laughs> I didn't even like that much. Like we weren't dating. We were just like talking, but it was like one of those things where I had like texted him earlier in the day and he didn't reply all day. Then at 1130 at night, he hits me with like the you up. And I was oh just like, gosh. I just felt a little disrespected. I was like, I that's not, that's not the vibe. Like, no, thank you. That's a bit <laughs> annoying. I don't even like you that much. So it's whatever. I'm not going to respond. I'm going to just like sit down and write a song. So that's what I did. And like, that's, it wasn't that deep when I wrote the song. I was like, <laughs> I'm feeling myself. I'm worth more than this. I'm going to put it out to remind somebody else. And then, like, dude, like, cut to, like, a months after the release. I think I put it out in August. I'm not sure. But um, now, like, months after the release, I'm, I'm actually going through something kind of similar. Like, a bit of a kind of breakup end of relationship break type thing myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like the song means so much more now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, so I like, I feel like I can actually go listen to it now. And like, I'm like, wow, like I actually feel this so much more. And I have other people like telling me just like you, like the same kinds of stories and how it's helping them. And I can finally be like, I get it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. It's powerful for just knowing what, what you're worth and also just standing up for, like truly loving yourself and knowing like, I deserve better from this whether it's a relation like a long longer relationship or whether it's that person that you're you're talking to that sends you those those random texts at random times and so yeah (laughs) so like as soon as
1: I like as soon as I stopped thinking about it now you text me and it's really just like it's it's just knowing that like if someone loses you if they choose to let you go like it's their loss and that doesn't mean like oh like you were supposed to be the person for them and they like ruined their whole life it just means like you got to know like uh you, like you lost something good if you lost me like it's just about like knowing that for yourself
0: absolutely um I love that I've, and I've never I want to say I've never related to a lyric like at least with what I'm going through right <laughs> now with I am gonna have to go and set you back on do not disturb right <laughs> it's so right? good
1: that has been, like, my tactic in, like, any kind of, like, situationship. If I'm, like, I can't stop thinking about this thing. I'm getting anxiety, like, waiting for them to text me or something. Do not disturb. Like, <laughs> now, now now even if you do text me, I'm not going to see it. I, am like, have to distract myself because you're, you've been moved to do not disturb.
0: Exactly. No, I, I, I so do that real. all the time. But do you end up checking it more sometimes on do not disturb?
1: I, yeah, I've had that. It it depends on where I'm at mentally when I make that decision. It's like if, if I'm – if I have enough going on in the day and I'm like at a more confident place, do not disturb. Like that's all it takes. Like then like I've forgotten you for the day. We're fine. <laughs> but if I'm like – if I'm really – if I'm not at a good place, yeah, no, it's not actually – it's not actually that effective,
0: <laughs> but, but it it's, impa- it's empowering to, to turn off that notification that you're, yes, you're
1: exactly. <laughs> if nothing else, you get that moment of empowerment, knowing that you, you are at least trying to ignore them.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. But, but like I said, I like, I have fears and I'm like, I may or may not cut that out of the thing talking about my own relationship, but how do you do it? You, 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 ah. I like him like, oh, I don't want her to hear this, but you go and write a song and now this song is is climbing up the charts. And <laughs> and like all and a lot of your other yeah. songs are very vulnerable with things like that. So how do you put such personal things in into your songwriting?
1: Super vulnerable. Uh, yeah, I'm I am pro keep it in, keep it all and <laughs> don't cut that shit out. Let them hear it. Cause here's the thing, you not you don't really say anything negative. Yeah. I, I'm not saying anything negative about my ex or the the dude that texted me at eleven thirty. So he's definitely <laughs> not gonna hear this. I don't remember his name, but um Oh my god. Like, <laughs> I it I've just found that it works the best. Like, I mean, and I've taken it to extremes with play with me and like the honestly like it's doing better than any song i've ever released has right now so like by by my standards like the success that it's seeing right now it it uh kind of kickstarted a couple weeks ago when i posted a tiktok um i was crying about yeah. this uh situation that i'm in currently <laughs> it was literally the very next day after i'd like had this conversation with my boyfriend at the time and we decided to break things off. And I, I mean, I was, it was just devastating. We were together for a little while and I like, you don't feel okay the next day, whether or not it's amicable or bad or whatever. Like I, I woke up crying <laughs> and I woke up crying and then I got this text. I was in bed and I got this text from my manager. She sent me a TikTok that this girl named Hope had posted. And she was in her car, and she was blasting play with me. And she said, listen, if you're sad about a stupid boy, put <laughs> on play with me by Bailey Bryan and remember who the fuck you are. Am I allowed to curse on here? That's what she said. Yeah. It's a quote. It's not me. She said, remember who the fuck you are. And I was like, this is so ironic because I am literally crying about a stupid boy in my bed right now. Oh so I, literally, I was like, this, this is too ironic. I got up, and still crying, still like, couldn't stop sobbing i'm a huge crier too like even when like i know i'm okay on the inside if i'm feeling emotions i'm crying there it's coming out through my eyes so i got up and i duetted her tiktok um still crying and when she she was like if you're sad about a stupid boy i was like i am she's like put on play with me by bailey bryan and remember who." you are I was like I'm Bailey Bryan (laughs) and the TikTok went viral like it it blew up probably the most out of anything I've ever posted on there and like since then I've been watching it climb like 70,000 streams a day, this morning Definitely. I found out that it's on, like number 77 on the iTunes pop charts, which has never happened to me. Um, and I, I only say that because it's literally, it's happening because I cried on the internet about a boy <laughs> the day after our breakup. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like the realness tends to work. And I feel like the people that I date, they know, like, you are subject to this exposure in a way, if you're yeah. with me. I'm, like, also, also. I'm really, I'm never going to, like, get up and actually, like, shit talk an ex or give details about a situation, but I will be overly openly like incre- like incredibly open about how I'm feeling about it like that's the part where like I kind of have no boundaries with it I'm like if I'm feeling a certain way I'm going to tell the whole story of that specific feeling just because that's literally that's the thing that drives my creativity at all times so if I don't let people in on that I feel like I'm not I'm like cheating myself and my music because I people connect when you uh when you overshare pretty much
0: <laughs> yeah and that's like really the TikTok I've, I've followed you on TikTok for like a year now um, yes. and so oh really what it is is you have real lyrics and now it was like also this extra layer of people seeing just how real it is to you even though it wasn't even written during <laughs> the time that you're going through. And so it's really kind of magical, this world that, that TikTok has really helped me a bunch in the last year. And I've learned so much from it and like found really good things. And so it's cool to see like this audience really go to this song because it's our lyrics that we can all connect to like me or, or some of the people that you, you said earlier that, that tell you stories. And so I think that's really amazing.
1: Yeah, me too. It's been crazy. I didn't, When I got on the app, I definitely thought it was, like, really weird. And I felt like I was too old. To be honest, (laughs) I'm only, like, 22. Um, But then I, yeah, I found it to be an outlet, just like a lot of other people, where you can just be your your most unfiltered self. (laughs) I try to be that, like, on any social media. But this was one, like, if you want to see my goofy, sort of cringy, emotional... More unedited side, like go to my TikTok, and I used to like not even tell people about it because I was like, this is a bit much. Like I don't know if I can be able to see this, um, but now it's cats out of the bag, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, now this is called the Road Trip Playlist Podcast, so I like yes. it. I usually start off by asking, what is what's on your road trip playlist? What are you listening to?
1: Ooh, I have some go tos for sure. I love a good road trip playlist i feel like like i've listened to Jay cole's entire discography on a road trip before. Oh,
2: that's,
1: that's a good one or i'll just like sprinkle in the greatest hits like you know no no role models love yours is one of my favorites those ones um what else? That's a go-to of mine. I like to go back to the stuff that I listened to, like, when I was a freshman in high school, and I thought I was really cool. Like, I was very into, like, the Arctic Monkeys, Cage the Elephant. Like, that's, those are things that I don't really listen to anymore on a regular basis, but something about a road trip, like, gets me very nostalgic, and I'm like, yeah, let's go back and listen to, like, why'd you only call me when you hide? Like, that shit. Um, what else? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm a big, I'm such just like a current like female R&B addict. So, Jhene Aiko, her, anything from her, anything from her, the artists, H-E-R. Yes. Um, Ella May, Kehlani, her whole, like anything, Kehlani is my favorite. Those are my go-tos just as soon as I get in the car.
0: Yes, absolutely. Ever. No, I love that. Um, I first found you. So, so it all ties in. I first found you because I was I was making road trip playlists because back when I was in college, I was going on a road trip every month. I had a rule. You're working full time. You're going to school full time. Make sure that you like do something for you. And so I would go on these road trips Aww. every month and I would put together, I never really knew what music I liked. And I would put together these playlists for, for different trips that I would go on with friends. And I found you, I think, through something with Bobby Bones' show or something like that <laughs> way back then. And I really loved um, Own It. And that became <laughs> something on the thing. So I've kind of followed along, not, not as closely as I should have, but um, back when it was like kind of country, Bailey. And now I've been so happy coming back and finding kind of what you're doing now and the music that you're doing now. And I've loved kind of hearing you write about it as I've prepped and saying that it's um, the first time that you can listen to your music, to, to what you're putting out and feel like it's stuff that you just went through. Yeah. And there's a confidence in this new music. And so what, what can you say about kind of this? It's not totally a transition because it's still true to you and your songwriting. It's just got more of that R&B flow mm-hmm. that, you, that you talked about that, that you're currently listening to
1: yeah I mean the transition t- or or I guess the progression uh to the sound that much I'm- better
0: word I'm sorry
1: no you're fine well you said it you you said like not necessarily a transition because it's still true to me I I literally I was like yeah what would I call it because I've been <laughs> saying transition but I guess it the kind of progression to the sound that I'm at now um it's been super organic like I got I was blessed enough to start making and releasing music at a pretty young age. Like I started coming to Nashville when I was 15. Um, so like my early projects, you're hearing stuff that I wrote at like 15, 16, 17. Um, it's crazy. So it, I mean, it makes sense that like, if you go back and start there and listen from then to the music I'm putting out now, like you're just hearing me grow up really and figuring out like what I, just like what I like. Like what at the end of the day do I identify with lyrically sonically like just storytelling wise with my music I love that I got a foundation in country because I think that it's one of the genres that focus on lyrics and storytelling the most and I really I really love to like go in depth with the things I say in my songs like I, I put a lot of thought into it but sonically like I, I just love R&B and I, I love like creative pop music and. So, like, now at 22, putting out music, it's just, like, this is the place I've gotten to. And it feels very, like, I'm definitely still figuring out every facet of my life and my music and my art. But it feels very, like, okay, like, I've reached a point. Like, I've reached a... I don't know. I've reached i have reached a point. What do we call <laughs> that point? I don't know. But it feels very, like like, it's been like I finally reached a new chapter. I feel like I figured something out and it sounds like what I'm putting out now.
0: Yeah. And, and there's something to it. Cause, cause like I said, I've listened for a while and followed, not like, not super, super close, but followed here and there um, along. And it's been really fun for, for me to see now. Cause there's like this extra layer of confidence. And one of the things I wanted yeah. to talk about where so much of like my prep was about play with me, but my, my true favorite song of yours right now is Sober, your newest singer, (gasps) until, until a few hours, but, um, (laughs) that song is incredible,
1: it's so good. Thank you, that one, yeah, I mean, they're all really personal, but that one, um, lyrically was one that I just, just like poured my heart out at the guitar like the same way like that's just how I write music that's how I've been doing it since I was like 15 and it was one of those just like late night like having so many feelings and just writing all of it and then being like oh shit this actually like sounds like a cool song and it's exactly how I feel I love that that's your favorite that one's very that one's very like raw for me
0: it's no, that's, that's my favorite. And it will probably I'm predicting now be my favorite for a while because I've listened to it even just preparing that. for this at least 20 times like in the last two days. And, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is I, I don't drink, but I love the comparison of being in love with the wrong person and how you compared it to being drunk. in this. Yes. And it's that's... so sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, you're fine. I was going to say that's kind of I, I was gonna say the like hidden metaphor of the song, but I guess guess it's not really hidden. Like, it's I love that you caught that because it's not really about like let's get drunk and hook up one last time. Which like the song, it could sound like that's what the song is about, but it really is like the metaphor of like that's how it feels when you know you're in love with the wrong person exactly. and you you can't just like stop being in love with them. So you want to just stay in it as long as you can even though like you know it's gonna be bad for you just like when you know like oh shoot like I'm really drunk I should (laughs) probably stop drinking but you're (laughs) drunk so you just want to keep drinking like not that I've ever been there mom and dad if you're listening (laughs) it's not like it's not my thing that but it's I know that that's how it feels when you're when you're in that situation with somebody
0: Totally. And this is, I wanted to talk because we've, we've talked a little bit about your songwriting. You moved to Nashville when you were when you were 17. But before you even moved to Nashville, you already had a publishing deal for your songwriting. Yeah. And it's been praised by a bunch of people, New York Times. But where did you start writing music?
1: Um, well, I, I grew up in Squim, Washington so uh location wise that's where i started um <laughs> i i mean i've kind of just always written songs before i even knew that that was like a profession that you could have and then <laughs> i got the opportunity to sign this publishing deal just through like my family like reconnecting with an old family friend who gave me the opportunity to like start traveling to nashville and write um not because i was like super good at that point they just like saw potential in me, which definitely, I'm, I'm just, I'm so thankful for that because I got to write and release music at a really young age, so that I could be now like 22, just starting in pop and feeling like okay, like I've tested, like I've tested the water, like I've done a lot of trial and error. I feel confident in my sound now. I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not uh, started so young. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I started writing. Well, my parents say that my the first song I ever wrote was called Pickles in the Forest, and I wrote it in the bathtub when I was six, and it went Pickles in the forest, Pickles in the forest, Oh how funny I can be, and I haven't memorized because they love to tell me that story. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I I the bathtub. That's where I started writing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, that's so funny. Um, when did you when did you start? I'm I'm fascinated. I tell this story on the podcast a lot. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I when did I like writing? I'm very secretive about it. Even when I write like a review or I write something about music, I'm very it still feels personal even if it's not even about my own Mm. own life. Um but I wrote in like I was in ninth grade, I was in trouble with a teacher because I liked to talk a lot in class. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I got good grades but my citizenship grades were always bad and so I wanted I knew I needed to make up my citizenship grade so I didn't have to do mm. like a like in-school suspension to like make it up or these different things Ugh. so I wrote that I had this poem that I wrote about like mm, about something personal and I sh- yeah. and I like passed it along to this teacher <laughs> just because we were doing poetry she's my English teacher at the time I gave it to her. It was a little bit more personal. I'm just like, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, I come, I like, I asked, she hands it back and I'm like, she didn't say anything. She like then talked to me after class and told me like, I loved your poem and made me cry. And I was Aww. like, Oh dang. Um, wow. But, and I didn't do anything with it after that, but what happened yeah. was somehow my, my uh, citizenship grade went from what I deserved being like, unsatisfactory or needs improvement to then I was honors in citizenship (gasps) and it came from this one little thing that I wrote about something
2: hard
0: and so when when did you start you've you've been writing music since you were four in the bathtub when did you start really sharing the song was it always natural for you
1: well you know I actually have kind of similar stories to your writing in class and not improving (laughs) your grade I mean (laughs) I like so I was like a really a pretty shy kid actually like I've had like social anxiety since I was pretty young um like I like I wouldn't want to run into the store for my mom and get like a pack of gum yeah I'd have to talk to the cashier like that that type of thing (laughs) wow um but I like I always loved performing like from like being in dance class at a young age to like writing pickles in the forest in the bathtub like I wanted to show that to people like always like that was the one thing if somebody asked me to sing or if I had the opportunity to be like look what I like look what I did look at this this one woman show that I choreographed (laughs) while like I was supposed to be doing my math homework um when I was seven like I I was like always into that and I feel like it was because like writing music and performing in one way or another was the first way that I like felt safe expressing myself to people yeah. for whatever reason. And I should go to therapy and figure out why, but I don't know <laughs> why, but I know that that's like what it was. Um, it like, it was like, I can, I can just like get everything out in, in a song or something like that and present it to you. And like, it feel it feels safe. Cause it's, I don't know, you know what it is. Like there's, it's you can't interrupt me. I made it in a song. Like you can yeah. share your thoughts afterwards type of thing. Um, but, uh, I would, when I was in school, I, uh, I, I grew up in like a really, really small town, really small high school. My graduating class was probably like a hundred people maybe. Wow. um, and so I kind of quickly became known as like the musical kid because I was doing talent shows from like the youngest age that you could possibly do the school talent show. And I like was doing theater or like whatever. Um, I sang in church from a really young age. So I was like known as like, oh, she's like the singing girl, you know, like she's the girl that wants to be famous. Like that was my vibe. Um, that was my stick so i would be in classes and any time like in any class where there was an opportunity to do like creative writing or a presentation i would try to turn it into like a musical opportunity okay. so i remember one wow and this goes back all the way back to like oversharing and like putting people <laughs> on blast with my music i'm just not realizing this like i've always done this i remember i was in like I think I was a sophomore in high school there was we had it was in like language arts or English and um what was the assignment it was like we read a book it was like of mice and men or something we just read that and we had like different options I'm so sorry The story is so long I'm like trying to recall it as I'm talking no, about I like it I like it um we had different options, like, of presentation-type things we could do, and there was an option to do a poem about, like, one of the characters. And so I asked my teacher, I was like, can I can I write a song? And she was like, absolutely, you can write a song if, you, if you're if you fine to perform it to the class. And I'm like, absolutely, I'm fine <laughs> to perform it to the class, Mrs. Ekoff. Um, and so I also happened to be, like, going through, like, some kind of, like, dramatic breakup at the time with a boy in the class it was like oh. he like like we broken up and he liked a different girl who I was friends with or something and I have no idea how I related this to Of Mice and Men one because I don't I don't really remember what the book was about and I don't remember what was actually going on at the time but like <laughs> i some i like i made like a thinly veiled like comparison to like the character i was talking about to like me and like what i thought i was going through in this situation i basically just wrote a song about the like the the 10th grade love triangle that I was in. And-
0: <laughs> Wow, <laughs> this was like driver's license back before driver's license.
1: I, yeah, it was, <laughs> I walked so that Olivia Rodrigo could run pretty much is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I performed it in front of the class. And oh like, I remember gosh. this dude like got really mad at me, the, like the kid that I wrote it about. And I, <laughs> I remember being like, oh no, that's not about you. I, I feel like maybe you're just like relating to it because like, now that I think about it, it does it does make sense with our situation. But I, I fully <laughs> pretended, like, it was an accident. And, like, oh, interesting that you feel attacked by those words. Maybe you need to <laughs> think about, like,
2: some stuff.
1: I did that. And then I remember, like, the only reason I passed Spanish class was because, like, the teacher would let me sing for the class for extra credit. Like, if oh. I failed the test. Like, I could literally get – I wouldn't even have to sing in Spanish. Like, he would just let me sing to the wow. class. I've like very much tried to use um, use my gifts for evil, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's I always say that like school for me it was always like, and I feel bad. I never understood. I thought I was there for like friends and sports, and then yeah. I didn't understand the learning aspect. But I because uh. I always knew I'm like you can always beat the teacher if you make the teacher like you, or if you find out how the extra credit you can win the class. You
1: know. I I kind of feel like the kids that approach school that way maybe actually got more out of it than the kids who just like <laughs> worked hard and got good grades.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Cause like still you got life through. skills. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I wanted to ask, I've never asked this before, and I usually don't even I don't like talking about myself, but um <laughs> in this because it's all about you and your music. Um, but I I wondered when you were talking about your small town and everyone knowing that that this is Bailey and she wants to be famous was that hard were people always accepting because I think of my school and seeing the kids that had like dreams and like things and wanted to do something big it was kind of more like oh like kind of like laughing not laughing but just kind of like they really think they can do this even though they fully (laughs) can and like I think I regret some of those thoughts that that were there. I don't know if it was my thoughts or if it's just something I remember, but was that how was that in high school with people knowing kind of what your dreams were and and now I mean now you're here like you you moved to Nashville and you've been you've been crushing it and I like I said your music's connecting with people like me mm-hmm. and so many others.
1: Yeah, I mean it was definitely like I I definitely was like poked fun at about it for sure like because and I was always very like I was like delusionally confident about it as well which makes it like thank god that I'm actually here making music for a living <laughs> otherwise the way I acted would be really embarrassing because I I was just very like no you guys don't get it like I'm I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a famous singer which now like I would I would not describe my goals that way I'm like it's not really about being famous it's about like just making music and like trying to use like my gifts to impact people positively if that comes with any level of fame then like that's dope but there are other ways to do it too so now i regret the way i described it as a kid but i was very much like i'm gonna be a famous singer like i got this don't even worry about it i wrote i sang a song in the seventh grade talent show i love this you're making me like recall so many cringy <laughs> memories
0: A <laughs> nostalgia right
1: so much nostalgia I sang a song in the my seventh grade school talent show and the song was called remember me and the all that I remember from it is that like the chorus was like it was like one day you will remember me with my black guitar and my red blue jeans the smile on my face when the crowd stands up and sings oh like something like that it was like bitch, I'm going to be famous. You're going to remember <laughs> me. Like that was, that was literally the, whole, it was the cockiest song <laughs> any 14 year old has ever written. Like oh, in my like
0: incredible
1: super high Taylor Swift sounding voice at the time. like, I remember at one point in the song, I like pointed at somebody when I said, you're going to remember me. I don't know who I pointed <laughs> to. I like was so, it was such a performance. Um, so I feel like maybe I invited some of the, <laughs> some of the bullying. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't like me either. But um, I also, I mean, there were also people that were, like, supportive. Like, I, yeah. despite the maybe, like, delusional confidence, like, I was, I was never mean to anybody. And I wasn't, like... Like oh I'm better than you because I know I'm gonna be famous, but I'm also not yet, and there's no guarantees, you know. Like it was more when I started when I started traveling to Nashville to write songs. Like I got this publishing deal. I'm still in high school and swim for like two more years before I moved. Okay. Um, and it was like Bailey, where were you? It's like oh I was in Nashville. Like I I was writing songs. Like it's my job now. Like I'm doing the thing I said I was gonna do. I think that's when people started really like one, they didn't really get it. Two, they were like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Pe- that People definitely, like, were, they asked my parents questions, like, are you really letting her do this? Like, you're letting her go, like, enter into the music industry, like, as a kid? Like, you're not going to make her go to college. You're not going to do this. I had teachers. I remember teachers, too, were very, like, Well, you're gonna need this in college or when you get to college. And I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to college. Like, I'm just going straight, I'm gonna just start on music. And they're like, you really think that's gonna work? I had so many teachers tell me that, like, I need a backup plan, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Stone. So, like, didn't you see my performance of "Remember Me" in the seventh grade talent show? <laughs> Clearly, I don't need a backup plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, now I'm having my fingers crossed for one day, like a just quiet band camp. Released um, "Remember Me" and the love triangle song of from of Mice and Men
1: absolutely not absolutely <laughs> never if i ever find those recordings i know there's a remember me video somewhere like on youtube or facebook i need to find it and remove it no <laughs> one can incredible.
0: know <laughs> that's so funny um <laughs> well what well, well, we've been talking about the past and i've never gotten so much into into high school <laughs> and so i glad i like the nostalgia. <laughs> so no 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 it's me, but I, I love it. I mean, there's been incredible mm. stories, and that's what that's what we want here. And so, yes. I want to I want to talk about uh, future stuff. And so, you have a new yes. project coming out called Fresh Start.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm really excited. You've been doing really cool things with it already, and I love your Fresh Start interview series. I watched both of them. Prepping for this, what can you tell me about the album and and what you're doing with this series?
1: Yeah. Well the whole idea of kind of the way we're setting it up is we're we're like loosely, like we're putting out a fresh new single every month. I say that in air quotes, like get it fresh. Um, so (laughs) like to start every month with a new single, uh, and we're, I'm kind of setting it up. Like I, I want it to be about, um, kind of the journey to self-confidence, the tagline of this whole like series and, uh, project is life love and the pursuit of confidence because that's pretty much the subject matter of the whole project and the the message of it that i want people to take away is kind of that like life is a series of fresh starts each song on the project is inspired by like a moment or a lesson that triggered kind of a fresh start in me like a fresh thought pattern a fresh like motivation to do something for myself it's not I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time in their life thinking like okay I have to get to a certain place financially or in my confidence or in my health or in my journey with my faith or my spirituality or whatever and then I can have a fresh start then I can be the person that I want to be you know like but I need to do this this and this and the and the world kind of sells this to us as well like oh you want to be this um like, you want to be a bad bitch? You want to be this, like, image that you see on social media all the time? Well, we want you to be that, too. Like, here's, like, seven products you can buy to be that. And, like, we're very much made to believe, like, we have to achieve a bunch of things before we can have a fresh start in our life. And some a lesson that I kind of learned along the way at some point was just, like, you have everything inside you to start fresh whenever you want to. Like, you don't you don't need anything else you just need to decide like oh i learned a lesson okay like this is a fresh start for me like i'm going to start thinking differently i'm going to start treating myself better i'm i'm on my way to self confidence it's not like a destination like okay you get one fresh start in your life and now you're new and you're better it's it can happen every single day if that's what you want and so that's kind of the message that i want that i want to send to people With it, and we got had this idea of doing the Fresh Start series, which is an Instagram Live every single month where I intro where I interview someone who I think is a sensitive bad bitch. Which is oh my gosh, that's a whole we haven't even gotten into the sensitive bad bitch.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and
1: yet oh you're (laughs) fine. It's because I've been rambling about my seventh grade music career. (laughs) I should have mentioned that before I got into this, but um. (laughs) I call the music I'm making sensitive bad bitch music and it's it's for all of these fresh start reasons that I'm talking about um people think you know everybody wants to you want to be a bad bitch you want to be you want to be a badass you want to like have it all together like get money shit off your feelings like you know there's there's this vibe that I feel like is like sold to us constantly like especially like as a woman like Oh, you want to be a bad bitch. Like you, like, you got to be a boss. Like, you don't need a man. Like, you don't need this, this, and this. And, like, I relate to that on some levels. Like, I think I'm a boss. Like, I think I'm kind of a badass. Yeah. I have self-confidence that I'm working on. And, like, I like to flaunt what I got. And, like, whatever. But I also am very emotional. And I cry a lot. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I feel like that's not a side that's really represented in the bad bitch community very often, and like I want people who are like me emotionally to like not feel like their vulnerability or their emotions like excludes them from being a bad bitch whatever like whatever the heck that means, yeah, you know um, and so, yeah, every month for this fresh start series, I'm interviewing someone who I think exemplifies what it means to be a sensitive bad bitch. And I'm asking them like how they got there. Like what are the little fresh starts, the little lessons and moments in your life that kind of set you on your pursuit of confidence and where are you at in that? It's all about just like where are you at in your journey currently? Not like, Oh, you have it all figured out. Tell us how you did it. Cause I don't think that's real.
0: Totally. And, and I love that. And, and as someone experiencing a fresh start, I've loved kind of what I've mm. seen so far and I've been, and I've loved um, seeing kind of the confidence in you and your music. It's very like, there's a power to it. There's a power to mm-hmm. um, the songs that you're releasing. I told you sober, like, I think there's a power in expressing these, these emotions that are, that are harder. And so I liked, I liked exactly what you said, because you can still be powerful and sharing these hard things or these emotions like yes I cried like yes I've cried that's me saying that I've (laughs) cried too so so you can have that and have both and and I think really the true power comes from from sharing those emotions. Look at what you're in now is is you have a song climbing the charts. You have a song or you've been added to or you this year for 2021 you were you're one of people's emerging artists that they're watching Mm. this year. And there's all these things and one of the amazing things that happened is you shared that emotional side of you but also real side of you where you're experiencing the exact thing that you put into your art with music and people relate to that people feel that and also feel empowered with with sharing their own feelings and also that they're going to make it through and that they can have a fresh start
1: for sure exactly i mean you just summed it up right there that's (laughs) what i that's what i meant to say (laughs)
0: no I don't I don't remember anything I said so um, I blacked out (laughs) this will be one of those moments where I'm editing and I just cringe at myself like I always do Um,
1: (laughs) I do the same thing when I go back and listen to interviews like I'm either like oh oh I said that or I'm like oh that was good I didn't know I said that
0: (laughs) yes it's a mix of both but the the harder ones are when I pause it and I'm like I'm done editing and I come back an hour later and I'm like okay I need to get this done but I just have to get past (laughs) that moment that just made me want to just stop what I'm doing and never release another
1: podcast
0: I feel Um,
1: that I think you're doing amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much I appreciate it I wanted to ask um what what are you most excited for in, in the new and with your fresh start and the, what you're releasing? What are you most I excited mean, for people here?
1: Oh man. Well, we have like a bunch more songs coming out on this project. I think we've, pro- you've probably heard like maybe half of the songs that'll be on the project at this point. And when it comes out, like it'll come out, there'll be a few more singles out and then there'll be like two brand new songs that you haven't heard yet on the project. So I'm excited for all of that to be out because then I feel like people will finally have the full picture of who I am as an artist right now. I think when you hear the whole project, it covers like the really like the span of emotions and vo- from vulnerability to confidence that I want to represent in my music. And I think every single song lies like on a different part of the spectrum, but it they all kind of embody both. They they all embody vulnerability and confidence at the same time, which is it's not something that I do super intentionally with my music, but I I think it happens because that's like very much who I am as a person. Like I fully believe to my core that like, I'm really dope. Like I have something special just like everybody else to offer the world. And like anybody who plays with me plays themselves. Like I really believe that. But I also like spent my whole day yesterday, like, not doing my laundry because I was too anxious. Like, I have that side of me as well. Didn't get out of bed till noon because, like, I was kind of depressed. And, like, I struggled with my self-esteem, like, looking at, like, one picture of myself all day. Like, I have that in me as well. And, like, it exists at all times. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I think that, like, when you hear the whole project, you can hear both. And you can hear how, like, both of those things can exist and be very real and how, like, I think, I, I think, I hope, like, it's, that's the coolest, like, strongest thing you can do is to be very open about, like, all those sides of yourself. Because I've spent a lot of time thinking that, like, one side of me, like, disqualifies the other and I, I don't fit anywhere because, like when I was doing country music I was like I don't fit anywhere because like I also like make pop music and I'm not from the south but I I like these lyrics and making pop music I'm like maybe I'm not different enough or maybe I'm not like cool enough because I'm this emotional like I can't speak on this confidence because I also struggle with these things and this project is just kind of me being like forget all that like this is this is this is everything I have right now. Um, so I'm excited for people to hear all of it. And like hopefully like there's a song on there for like wherever you're at on the scale from sensitive to bad bitch. Like I hope I hope that people can hear themselves in at least one of the songs on the project.
0: Absolutely. And and I've already told you so many songs that I fill myself in. And so I'm very excited to to hear. Um, the whole the whole project and also listen to you as I go on my drive today like I told yes. you um, but I want I end every interview with the same five questions and so they're I real quick um, number one is if you had to choose between breakfast food lunch food or dinner food
1: breakfast oh, breakfast food
0: thank you I all the way I always know because I think the interviews that I'm really liking and I'm like this is going great they always <laughs> choose breakfast Bailey always
1: breakfast food people are elite I'm telling <laughs> you I love big I don't even know what lunch food is I guess that's like a sandwich <laughs> what that's fine yes. dinner food like I love like pasta but all breakfast foods any time of the day
0: I see do you ever do it yo, you I was just gonna ask if you do a breakfast for dinner because that's like a favorite thing of mine
1: yeah um, oh yeah, I mean, I'm about to have breakfast for lunch right now, like as soon as we hang up, like I'm gonna go make some oatmeal, which is also like not my go to breakfast food. It just sounds good to me today for some reason okay, but yeah all all times of the day
0: well, is there I have to ask, is there a breakfast food that like that decision hinges on, like what's the go to
1: ooh, um it usually I'm more of a savory breakfast person, like biscuits and gravy, chicken and waffles um anything like that really oh anything with potatoes it has to have potatoes like
0: oh totally
1: potatoes with biscuits and gravy with a fried egg on top that's probably my dream Uh, breakfast
0: that's yeah
1: yeah but then like I love a really good waffle too but I don't think that all waffles are good waffles
0: okay well I I work for my I run the social media for a company that has flour and baking mixes so Mm -hmm. I I need to get your address so that I can send you some baking mixes.
1: Oh my gosh, please!
0: Because we have we we have the waffles, we have muffins, we have pancakes, and you're gonna love them.
1: Oh my gosh, please do! And oh, so, this is very anyone, exciting.
0: Yeah, anyone that's chosen breakfast, it's really just transitioned into me being like, let me send you some good
1: stuff. <laughs> like, well, I'm glad you said that because I got the hookup.
0: <laughs> um, number question two is your go-to karaoke song.
1: Ooh. You know, I, until like last year, I had never even done karaoke before. Um, And my friends made me get up on stage and they did, what's that song? Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And I realized I don't really know any of those lyrics. (laughs) So that's the only one I've ever done. But I think if I had more karaoke opportunities, it would be Valerie by Amy Winehouse. I
0: can
1: crush that
0: song. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I love it. Um, Number three is Guilty Pleasures While on Tour.
1: Ooh, ooh, while on tour. Well... Okay. I do have like very small, like weird routines when I'm on tour. It's been so long that I'm like trying to remember. <laughs> but when back in the day when we could play live music, I I ate a lot of Chex Mix. Like that was my, I think most of my guilty pleasures on tour come from like the things I buy at gas stations. Like <laughs> so much Chex Mix, so many like sour um, gummy worms. Oh, yes. Like, just copious amounts. all Like, that's really what I lived on, is that. <laughs> and it's not a super exciting guilty pleasure, but I don't eat those things, like, on a day-to-day basis. I'm not, like, the most healthy person, but I don't eat – who just eats a whole bag of sour worms <laughs> exactly. every hour?
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you ever had twin snakes? That's kind of become the the, the sour worm um, of the Road Trip Playlist podcast. Yeah.
2: What, what are those?
0: So twin snakes, it has, it's a worm, but it has two worms on it. So it forms like kind of like a Y and what? one of the worms is sour and one of the worms is sweet.
1: Ooh!
0: It's it's very good.
1: I need to try that. I'll save it for when I, when I can tour again. <laughs> yes.
0: But I love it because we're on the same page. Cause that's really where I thought of that question was like childhood road trips okay. with my mom and being like, all right, we're at the gas station, grab anything you want.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: I'm like, that's got to be what tour is like.
1: Um, Yeah, 100%. All right, we're at the gas station. Grab everything you want like three (laughs) times a day because you're like driving across the country in a Sprinter (laughs) van.
0: Exactly. Um, Number four is one – who's a group or person that you would love to have one more EP from?
1: That's not currently together, sorry. Oh, I got you. Oh, that's a great question. Um – Maybe Fleetwood Mac. I'm, oh, I'm a fan. That would like be their fun. early stuff. I, I can't say like I'm not like diehard. Like, don't ask me to like name five songs off their first album, <laughs> but like, like just <laughs> totally. give us more of that.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Um, That's that's a great one that hasn't been named yet. So what? that's really cool. Um, number five is who's a who is an interesting guest that I should have on the Road Trip Playlist podcast.
1: Ooh, let me try and think of some like who who would I want to listen to talk about their high school talent shows.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, let me okay, give give me give me a second to think. Like I wanna give you a good answer. Perfect. Like, I Thank wanna you. just say like a uh, Drake. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> although
1: if you that would be great. Like please get Drake on here. <laughs>
0: I'll but, put in a request.
1: Uh, you know who I just started listening to, who I'm like obsessed with. I think I'm like a little late on the hype but Jasmine Sullivan.
0: Oh, so good.
1: Her whole her Hotels album that yeah. she just put out. So good. Like so good.
0: She's amazing. Like,
1: I unfortunately relate to some of this. <laughs> um but it's oh my god, she's incredible. I would love to know like that whole album has like these great interludes like of people that she knows like telling their hotels I guess, but it's like it's not what you think of when you think like, Oh, like, Oh shit. Like it's very like meaningful stuff. Like I would love to know like more of those stories in her life.
0: That's amazing. Okay. Well that, that is one. I really appreciate yeah. that because that's really cool. Yeah. Um, well Bailey, thank you for again, for your time. Thank you for your music. I'm very excited to see what's next. And and I really just appreciate it because I've been wanting to talk to you. Like I said, from uh-huh. whenever I discovered you before I was even doing anything in music Back on like a Bobby Bones show, and like, yeah. liked your one single you had out, and then <laughs> now it's been amazing to really have like your the vulnerability that you're putting out and be able to relate to it so well, especially like at this current place in
1: time. Thank yeah. you. Oh well, thank you so much. This was one of my favorite interview type things I've done in a long time. I appreciate you following my shit and hearing on it <laughs> and then caring. Now <laughs> that's yeah. very cool. I appreciate it
0: one more time thank you for listening to the road trip playlist podcast i hope you enjoyed my interview with bailey brian stay tuned next week for an interview with somebody's child as always don't forget to subscribe rate and review to the road trip playlist podcast thank you so much and hope you have a great week